Hello, Moonwalkers, and welcome to another episode of Moon Watch Talk. is a Michael Jackson podcast that is dedicated to searching out the facts, stories, and theories about the king of pop, the greatest entertainer of all time, Michael Jackson. My name is Jenkins, your host for this journey throughout the galaxy, and if there is one thing you need to know about me, it's that I refuse to accept The Last Jedi as a real Star Wars movie. It ruined the franchise. Ruin. Okay, I'm sorry about that. See, I get I, I get a little superheated whenever I think about the abomination that is The Last Jedi. I don't know if you guys are Star Wars fans or not, but anyway. Anyway, be sure to follow at Moonwalk Talks on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please click that thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. I appreciate it. On this episode of Moonwalk Talks, I am going to prove to you without a doubt that Michael Jackson was, and still might be, in fact, a Jedi. Not only can I prove that he was a Jedi, but he might also be the most powerful Jedi in the entire Star Wars universe. And I'm doing this because I guess I wasn't satisfied by just angering the Michael Jackson fans with my stupid podcast. Now I have to provoke the insane wrath of the Legion of Star Wars fans. Oh well, I mean, it could be worse, right? At least I'm not full out ruining the Star Wars franchise like Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi. So without further ado, let's jump to light speed and get this theory going. If you don't know what a Jedi is, I I just don't know what planet you live on, because it's not Earth, or Tashik, or Hoth, or Tatooine, because even if you have never seen the Star Wars movies, everybody knows what a Jedi is. But I'll give you a quick explanation. But just a fair warning, if you don't have at least the most basic knowledge of Star Wars and its characters, a lot of this episode might go over your head. But I'll still try to help you out a little bit. To put it simply, Star Wars is a series of science fiction movies that chronicle the compelling story of the Skywalker family. But past just being entertaining movies, the Star Wars universe has arguably become the biggest pop culture phenomenon of all time. 
I mean, aside from Marvel now. It spans multiple movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comics, toys, spin-offs, specials, everything. Everything Star Wars. Everything is Star Wars. And even though the original Star Wars came out in the late 70s and early 80s, they are still milking the franchise for everything it's worth to this day. There are thousands of different characters in this series, but for our episode, we are only focusing on the two legends in the lore, the Jedi and the Sith. The Jedi are described as an ancient religious order of protectors who swear to bring peace and balance to the universe. They have the ability to use a special power called the Force. Nobody definitively knows exactly what the Force is or where it comes from, but Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi explained it like this. The Force? The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Now the Force is divided into two forms, the light side of the Force and of course the dark side. Jedi predominantly use the light side or good side of the Force and its powers, and the dark side or the bad side is controlled by the Sith. The Sith are the moral opposition to the Jedi and the antagonists of the Star Wars franchise. While the Jedi work towards peace, understanding, and balance, the Sith strive for power using hate, deception, and greed. And although opposites, they both use the Force and Force powers to do a multitude of things in the Star Wars universe, such as telekinesis, mind control, levitation, uh, forming electricity with their bare hands, and, you know, all kinds of other fantastic feats. And even though it's frowned upon, if you are powerful enough with the Force, you can even do such astonishing things as bringing people back from the dead. The Force is so powerful that it's rumored that a strong enough Force wielder could even create life out of nothing. The Force is the strongest power in the universe, and only a select few people can harness it. Some better than others. So what does all this have to do with Michael Jackson? Well, I believe that Michael Jackson is, as they say, one with the Force. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but Michael Jackson had been using the Force for decades. So let's just move on to my first example. He comes from a place beyond the stars to take them to a world beyond their dreams. From his soul comes the music. From his heart comes the beat. Now, from the imagination of Michael Jackson comes a movie like no other. Okay, I want everybody to play here. You've been hit by, you've been struck 
nothing could prepare you for his movie. written in the stars. In 1988, Michael Jackson released the movie Moonwalker. In that movie, we see quite a few examples of the force being used. But let's start with some of the simpler uses. In the short film Smooth Criminal, during one of Michael Jackson's most memorable dance sequences, Michael Jackson tips his hat, winks at little Katie from the other side of the door, and then does this amazingly impossible lean. Both feet planted on the ground, his body starts to slant into a humanly impossible 40-degree angle. No regular human could ever do that. But Michael Jackson isn't a normal human. He is using the force. Or more specifically, he is using a force power called force levitation. But that's not all. How are all the guys around him also able to do the 40-degree lean? Well, that's because Michael Jackson is using his force powers to levitate them as well. See, if Michael Jackson was not near them, they would have fell flat on their faces. What he is doing is extending his force levitate and or using a force pull to the dancers around him. There are actually quite a few more examples just from the smooth criminal portion of Moonwalker. At the beginning, when he somehow throws a quarter perfectly into the jukebox from the complete other side of the room, well, he is using his Jedi telekinesis to move objects, or more specifically, a simple force push. Another... How is it that all the people around him know exactly what dance moves and choreography he is about to do next? Well, it's because he is using the well-known Jedi mind trick, or Jedi mind control. He is easily able to manipulate the minds of all the criminals and drunks in this bar because Jedi mind control works best on the minds of the weak. Not to mention, how is he able to avoid multiple attempts at his life throughout the entirety of the video? Well, he was using a force power called Force Sense. It's one of the most basic abilities of a Jedi and one of the first things they learn in Jedi Academy. He is able to sense impending threats and dangers before they happen. And those are some of the smaller examples. I'm sure we all remember when he turned into a damn car. Hey, also also remember when he turned into a damn robot. These were all done using the Force. He accomplished this with either force transformation or he would have used something like force telepathy to trick those around him into believing that he was actually a huge robot. So they are basically just seeing what Michael wants them to see. This use of force telepathy can make people believe that he is in fact a two-story tall robot. Or it can make people believe that he is a speeding bunny made out of clay. Oh, and remember when he avoids death by firing squad by just disappearing out of nowhere? Well, that's similar to something Obi-Wan Kenobi did in the original Star Wars. These are all extremely impressive examples of Jedi powers that have been regularly seen throughout the Star Wars universe. And if you don't believe me, every Force power seen to this day is listed in a massive book called the Star Wars Encyclopedia. 
Seriously, look it up. This is all canon lore. And it doesn't just stop there, not even close. Let's go a few years before Smooth Criminal and talk about Billie Jean. In this music video, you can see Michael Jackson walking around easily using the force to illuminate the ground and the objects around him. He also uses telekinesis to make objects, like the cameras, move and work without being physically touched. And at the end, he uses a form of force cloak or force invisibility to quickly disappear from the paparazzi. We can go even further back to some of his work with the Jacksons. The first time he really flexed his Jedi muscles to the world was in the music video, Can You Feel It? with his brothers. There you can see him using a form of force light and force projection to all the people below him. Also, do you remember in the short film, Remember the Time? Michael Jackson shows up to impress the queen dressed like a Jedi. He's in a Jedi-like robe, and he used a complicated power called Force Metamorphosis to transform himself into a pile of golden sand and then back to a human form. Force Metamorphosis is a very difficult Force power to use, and one not often obtainable by most that are one with the Force. I mean, we can keep going. In Leave Me Alone, he is using force levitation while he's riding in a floating rocket and force telekinesis to make the elephant man's bones dance. Um, he uses force pull or force uh, push and jam when he is making impossible basketball shots. In Black and White, when he changes his appearance into a panther, that's force transformation. And in the same video, he travels from one country to another in the blink of an eye. So according to Star Wars lore, he was literally ripping a hole in reality to transport himself. That's Force travel. He also exudes an insane display of the Force by using Force lightning in the video given to me. But you don't have to do overly extravagant acts of the Force. Even something so simple as an extremely simplified version of Force Scream was performed by Michael in the short film, The Way You Make Me Feel, to get the girl's attention. He also used Force Scream in the music video titled, well, Scream. There are so many documented examples of Michael Jackson's multiple uses of the Force all throughout his career. From the most simplistic to some of the most complicated uses of the Force ever. So, if all that evidence doesn't convince you, well, then you just can't be convinced. But don't worry, because I've got more. You know why? Because Michael Jackson straight up told us that he was a Jedi before he even started showing off his powers. I mean, check this. This is the first line from the first track of what many consider to be Michael Jackson's first real solo breakout album, Off the Wall. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if, if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power and it, it makes me feel like a, it, it makes me feel like a. And that's not it. The song continues with the lyrics. Power, oh, power is the force that that makes it happen. It makes no questions I mean, did you hear that? He said the force has got a lot of power. He literally says the force is the vow that makes it happen. 
So he was just telling us, like, right out. He was forewarning us of the things to come. So, I mean, done, right? Once again, we are done, right? There's no denying that Michael Jackson is a Jedi. Okay. All right. Here come the Star Wars fans. Okay, maybe he's not technically a Jedi. Because in order to be labeled an actual Jedi, you have to be appointed as one by the Jedi Council. And as far as we know, we've never seen him with any Jedi, let alone a whole council of them. So how can I prove that the Jedi Council actually appointed Michael Jackson as a Jedi? Not only that, I mean, how is Michael so strong with the Force? I mean, in the lore, you can sense the Force, but it's somewhat useless unless you have someone to teach you how to harness it. So that would mean that he would have had to have gone to a galaxy far, far away for training. Hmm, but he was from Earth, so how would he do that? Well, I can answer that in two words. Captain EO. Hear me out. In 1986, the 4D attraction Captain EO premiered at Disney Parks. In this 15-minute film, Michael Jackson joins an outcast group of characters consisting of aliens and robots that travel around the universe restoring peace and justice to enslaved planets. Now, on a side note, does that sound familiar at all? I mean, well, it should, because that's like the entire plot to many of the Star Wars stories. So, yes, as Captain EO, Michael Jackson was a captain of a spaceship that had the ability to fly to different planets over multiple galaxies. And in the film, he is shown using a plethora of force powers, like force levitate, force sight, force wave, force confusion, force light, and even a form of force lightning. But I hear you. You're probably wondering, how do we even know that Captain EO and Star Wars are even in the same universe? Well, simple enough, We already know that Star Wars is set in the same universe as Earth because every single film tells us right at the beginning, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. May not be the same galaxy, but it's the same universe. That alone proves that Star Wars is in the same universe as Earth. The events just took place a long, long time ago. Also, if we want to go even further, Steven Spielberg's alien E.T. made an appearance in the Star Wars Phantom Menace during one of the Republic meetings. And we know for a fact that E.T. was set on Earth. And guess what? There is only one degree of separation between E.T. and Michael Jackson, as Michael Jackson won a Grammy for his recording of the E.T. audiobook and soundtrack. Also, we know that Michael and E.T. have actually met, as they actually have pictures with each other. So Michael and E.T. are in the same universe. E.T. and Star Wars are in the same universe. Earth and Star Wars are in the same universe, so Michael Jackson connected to Star Wars. There it is. But to take it even further, the ragtag crew on Captain EO's ship can even be found inside the Star Wars universe. One of the main characters, Hooter, actually appears to be a form of the Pasithip? Pasithip? I I don't know how to say it. Pasithip? I don't know. It's like an elephant-type creature. They can be found in the Star Wars Encyclopedia. They both have similar elephant snouts, blue-green-gray skin, less than two meters in height with stubby legs. Just take a look at the two and you can see the relation. And that's not the only character. 
Anybody that looks at Captain EO's robot companion, Major Domo, wouldn't kick him out of a lineup with any of the other Star Wars droids. But those are not the only connection between Star Wars and Captain EO. Did you know the person that helped create Captain EO was none other than George Lucas, the creator and director of Star Wars? So it's completely safe to say that Michael Jackson and Star Wars exist in the same universe. Let's take a little break real quick. If we want to have a little fun with this theory and take it just a little bit further into conspiracy theory, maybe George Lucas based his character Anakin Skywalker who is one of the most powerful uses of the Force ever, maybe he based it on Michael Jackson. Because hmm. there are more than a few similarities between the two. Now, if you are familiar with the prequel trilogy of Star Wars films, Michael Jackson and Anakin Skywalker's early exposure to the Force were similar. They were both very gifted and talented from a young age. They were both able to excel in talents that rivaled even the adults in their field. Both dealt with traumatic childhoods that included difficulty with their parents. They were both recruited into associations at a young age and thrown into a world of heavy responsibilities. Anakin with the Jedi Order and Michael with Motown and the music industry. And in the end, Anakin became the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, while Michael Jackson became the most famous entertainer of all time. Uh, but while it makes a fun little theory, I would say that that's a bit of a stretch. It's more fun to think about than anything. Okay, so back to how Michael Jackson could have been appointed as a Jedi. We know he owns multiple spaceships because of Captain EO, Moonwalker, and Scream. So that opens plenty of opportunities for him to find and interact with other Jedi. I mean, who is to say that in the 1970s, Right before Michael Jackson started showing off his Force powers, a Jedi Master from Galaxy's Way felt his presence in the Force, came down to Earth, swooped him up, and gave him proper Jedi training. It's completely plausible, and that would help explain his impressive use of the Force. <sighs> okay, so now, hopefully everything I just laid out convinces you that yes, Michael Jackson is indeed a Jedi. Episode over. Thank you for listening to Moonwalk Talks. Don't forget to smile all that good stuff. No right, wrong. I didn't say that he was just a Jedi. I said that he might be the most powerful Jedi ever. Because while we did talk about the majority of his force powers, they are all inadequate when compared to this next feat. If you remember my explanation at the beginning of the episode, there is one force power that only the most capable force users are able to execute. And that is bringing the dead back to life. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No, I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise. 
he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Just the rumor of this power is enough to turn Anakin Skywalker to the dark side, sealing his fate as Darth Vader. And as difficult as the most powerful Jedi and Sith claim for this to be, Michael Jackson uses this force power with ease. He raises multiple dead souls in not one, but two of his short films. I'm talking about thriller and ghosts. In these short films, you get to see Michael Jackson not only bringing people back to life in the form of zombies and ghosts, but he also manipulates and controls their every action as well as making them believe they are doing it of their own free will. This has never been done by a Jedi or a Sith in the history of Star Wars. Every Jedi Master and Sith Lord has deemed it impossible, and yet, here is Michael Jackson performing this Force power with ease. And while again, we could stop there, that's not even his strongest use of the Force. For that, I bring to your attention one final example. Earth Song. Planet Earth. My home, my place. A capricious anomaly in the sea of space. Planet Earth, are you just floating by a cloud of dust? Do you care? Have you a part in the deepest emotions of my own heart? Tender with breezes, caressing and home, alive with music, haunting my soul. Planet Earth, gentle and blue, with all my heart, I love you. In the short film Earth Song, we are invited to the destruction of the Earth. And unfortunately, it is being destroyed by the people who inhabit it, humans. We see them killing endangered species, destroying rainforests, people being displaced from wars and famine, companies destroying our air and water with pollution. The world is ending. And this is where we see Michael Jackson's strongest use of the force. He literally reverses everything in the entire world. He restores the plant life. He rebuilds all of the atmosphere. He brings the dead back to life. And this time they are not in zombie form. He literally brings a man back to life as his normal self. He brings all the endangered animals back to life. He ends the wars. He rebuilds people's homes. And he does all this in three minutes. He creates life and restores the entire world 
in three minutes. And this would be called force revival or manipulation of midichlorians, the strongest force powers ever. So, as a final rundown, I think I have proved that not only was Michael Jackson a Jedi, but he was indeed the most powerful Jedi that ever lived. He began to harness his powers in the late 70s, and during that time went off-world to train with the Jedi Master. On his arrival back on Earth, we began to see him flex his Force powers in his multiple short films and movies. Throughout his career, he displayed an astonishing amount of the Force, from something as simple as a Force scream to the most complicated of all, restoring life. Who knows, maybe he was sent here by a new Jedi Council to protect Earth. For one last random connection, I believe the government even knew that Michael Jackson was a Jedi, and they knew that he'd been off-planet in one case or another, because they actually felt the need to appoint him as an agent of their extremely secret society, a form of government that monitors and controls the actions of UFOs. That's right, the Man in Black. Yes, Michael Jackson was an agent for the Man in Black, going by the codename Agent MJ, as it's seen in the movies. Just one more thing connecting him with the great unknown that is space. Now let me make a quick disclaimer. I know that Michael Jackson isn't really a Jedi and that all of his works and all of the works of Star Wars are fiction. It's just fiction and special effects. I'm not out here saying that Michael Jackson is in real life a Jedi. This is just a fun theory. It is sad that I have to add this disclaimer, but the last thing I need is some MJ critic out there trying to discredit all of the community's diligent work to clear Michael Jackson's name just because they see that one crazy guy might think that MJ is seriously a Jedi. No, this episode is just for fun. And I feel that after all the BS the Michael Jackson community has had to go through recently after the movie that shall not be named, I think we all need something fun, entertaining, and uplifting to get our minds off the negativity that is being thrown around. <sighs> we all need something to bring the magic and fun of Michael Jackson back, so I hope this helped a little bit. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Moonwalk Talks. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to Moonwalk Talks on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And for those of you on YouTube, please click that subscribe button and give this episode a thumbs up. Follow at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas for us, please send an email to Jenkins at Jenkins.net. It's always great hearing from you all. So once again, I have been your host, Jenkins. And don't forget, whatever happens, don't let it get you down. Keep the faith and don't forget to smile.